politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots, human beings, not lab rats, to the one and only CR podcast. This is your host, Daniel Hurwitz, here to close out the week Friday. Um, I wish it were Monday because we have so much to get to. And I will tell you, we really are like those lab rats. That's how they regard us. But here we regard you as human beings. And I really mean this. Um, you know, obviously we're called CR, conservative review, but the term liberal and conservative over the last few few years, really the preceding decades, but certainly recently has lost its meaning. There is no meaning to it. We're living in a time where we have very evil global elites that just don't care about people. It's not right or left. It's up versus down, I guess you'd say. And they're certainly pushing us down and putting their boot on our necks. So, you know, if you have friends that want to hear an open-minded point of view, as you all know, I'm I'm officially, you'd call me conservative, but I'm much broad, broader-minded than anyone who's just involved in Republican politics. We're here to give you the best information and strategies. And one of the things we're working on is how to deal with this humanitarian crisis. No matter what you have to say, there are tons of people who need help from COVID. And yes, after getting two, three, four, five shots, it doesn't work for a lot of people and eventually for nobody as it wanes. There's a bunch of people who have long COVID and there's a bunch of people who have vaccine injuries and they all need to be dealt with. And I'm just flooded with requests and everything. And I don't understand how anyone, regardless of their politics, could ignore that. That is a reality. And we need competent people to deal with it. So I'm trying to deal with each of the three buckets. Um, one of the things we were going to talk about today, but we had to cancel, we'll, we'll have on probably next Tuesday, uh, American, American frontline nurses that help people go through that process in the hospital. So many people feel lonely. They can't call their PCP. And then when they're in the hospital, they can't rely on anyone. Science is gone. Compassion is gone. Medicine is gone. So we're trying to deal with that humanitarian crisis here, and it's really taken my mind off of a lot of other projects I was working on, both within COVID, other issues. I want to get back to some economic issues as well. Um, obviously, crime and the courts and the border, refugees, there certainly is a lot going on. Now, one of the things this is going to take to deal with the humanitarian crisis is to self-separate. We need our own parallel economy. One of the ways to do that is by supporting those who support our values. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative, uh, pro-constitution, wireless carrier. Um, they have the broadest nationwide coverage. They use the same towers as the major carriers, so you get the same service, plus they have plans to fit any budget. They're 100% U.S.-based, so they have English speakers for their customer service team. Um, that's something that, that I found really very helpful. Uh, and obviously, they share your values. So go to patriotmobile.com slash CR or call 972-PATRIOT. Stop giving your money to Verizon and AT&T. Get free activation with offer code CR. That's offer code CR. Uh, first responders and veterans get an extra discount. Again, patriotmobile.com slash CR, patriotmobile.com slash CR, or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, so... You know, I just want to run down a couple of 
quick things here. Um, one thing just it really helps to give the show a five star rating on iTunes specifically and then provide a comment that really rockets it up on the ratings and it gets it out to more people. If we want to help more people, save more people, inform more people, educate more people, that's how we have to do it because I'm not exactly going to get that help anywhere else, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I'm not the type of voice that's very popular in the cool kids. And when I say cool kids, I mean the so-called conservative movement that just cares about fame. And here we actually want to get something done. So I'm going to need your help spreading the word. Um just some observations I'm seeing as people come to me for, for treatment and, and various things. Omicron still is a bioweapon. Okay, let me let me be very clear about that. It is a bioweapon that very sophisticating that has very sophisticating uh or sophisticated mechanisms of action to really screw you up, cause inflammation, and cause a lot of problems. The difference is that if you have Omicron the screwing up and the inflammation is going to take place in your nasal pharynx. It could affect your your neurological stuff too and cause some some other problems, but it's not in the lungs. So that's why it's really not dangerous. But, you know, I, I, I want to empathize with people. I'm not here to downplay any aspect of SARS-CoV-2 because it's not natural. It is a bioweapon. They need to be held accountable and, and as – compassionate, smart human beings, we need to get together and discover the best ways of dealing with this. Um, remember, it didn't come naturally. Omicron didn't come naturally. What else they have is not going to come naturally. So we, we, we need our own gain-of-function research so that people don't feel alone and they have guidance. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to give over to you different advice that I hear and to be clear, this is not medical advice. This is research advice for you guys to research more and ask someone who is a prescriber that you trust. But several doctors have mentioned to me um, a lot of people get these very bad headaches. That's not the dangerous part of COVID. It never has proven to be dangerous, but it could be really debilitating. Indomethacin or indomethacin is a drug that some people use for it. Um, I-N-D-O-M-E-T-H-A-C-I-N. It is used for yeah, th th inflammation, pain, you know, autoimmune stuff like gout, uh, certain types of arthritis. Um, and if you, Google, if you Google indomethacin COVID headaches, you'll see papers have been written on that, but doctors have used it clinically and several have told me they, they think it does work pretty well. So again, just something, you know, the point is there's tons of things to explore. I'm not trying to give conclusions that this is the silver bullet. This is the silver. But the point is that there are dozens of things out there that have shown some degree of efficacy clinically and scientifically their mechanisms of action, uh, kind of connect those dots and make sense that it would work. And we haven't even embarked as a country on looking into this, and they have no plans to do so. So that's with that. Um, what I want to start off with today, 
a little different story that I think embodies where we are as Americans. And I'm just going to kind of jump around a little bit, as we always do on Free For All Friday, uh, to, to tie up some loose ends from the week, uh, try to get to as many stories as we missed. California trans child molester, 26 years old, gets two years in juvenile facility thanks to progressive DA Gascon. Okay, this is a headline from Fox News today. Um, if there was ever a story that embodied what America has become, this is what it is. Are you still proud to be an American? You know, I hate to say it, but I took down my American flag outside. I just, there's, at some point, our country has become so maggot infested. Every single value is flipped upside down. Right and wrong is flipped upside down. Men and women is flipped upside down. Treatments are contorted. Toxic treatments are forced on you. And life-saving treatments are blocked. We've lost our compassion. We've lost our hearts and we've lost our minds. So this is basically a guy that molested two girls years ago when he was still a juvenile, then he's indicted years later and calls himself a woman now and therefore gets off easy and is treated like a juvenile even though he's 26 and he won't be registered on the child sex uh, registry. An L.A. County judge on Thursday ordered Hannah, Hannah Tubbs, it's not his name, a transgender California they say woman, to serve two years in a juvenile facility after she, well, it's he, pleaded guilty to sexually assaulting a 10-year-old in 2014. Um, before doing so, the judge criticized far-left district attorney George Gascon. So the judge had to criticize the DA for declining to prosecute a repeat offender as an adult. Tubbs recently pleaded guilty to molesting the girl in a women's bathroom eight years ago. And this is so common now where the molesters use the transgender garbage to go in the female bathroom, men in the woman's bathroom. Um, at the time, she identified as a male, went by James Tubb. Tubbs. So we're going to call him James because that's exactly what he is. Tubbs is 26 years old. Unlike George Gascon's false narrative, she is not a kid. L.A. Deputy District Attorney Joe Hatami assigned to the Complex Child Abuse Unit told Fox Digital News. There was evidence pre presented at the juvenile proceedings which showed that Tubbs sexually assaulted two young girls in different incidents in the past. Um, basically, he's accused of grabbing the 10-year-old by the throat in the bathroom, locked her in the stall, put her hand, put his hand down whatever, and yeah, he stopped when another person walked into the restroom. But because Tubbs began identifying as a female after he was taken into custody and Gascon refused to try him, I'm correcting Fox's pronouns here, by the way, as an adult, Tubbs was sentenced to two years in a juvenile facility. Two years in a juvenile facility for such a thing at 26 years old. By the way, he's now placed with females. So a 26-year-old gets to identify, 26-year-old male gets to identify as a 17-year-old female and be housed for two years, not in jail where he belongs for, for life. He, he resides in a juvenile female facility. How about that for America, folks? 
I just I just don't know what to tell you guys. I just don't know what to tell you guys. This is this is so so evil. Maybe this guy needs some remdesivir. <laughs> I think that's probably what we need to do here. Give him some remdesivir. And by the way, just speaking of treatment, um, I'm trying to come up with as many options for you guys as possible. We do have another sponsor for preventative treatment to get medicine on, you know, where you need it on the shelf immediately. MyGoToDoc.com. M-Y-G-O-T-O. DOC.com, Dr. Saeed Haider, we had him on the show. I believe he treated 4,000 patients with zero deaths. He has one of the best records of all the doctors I've seen. Um, he's treated over 10,000 patients with ivermectin, less than one in a thousand caught the virus. So he has a plan for prophylaxing, prophylaxis so you don't have to wait for your prescription, wait to find someone when you're sick. Um, it could take up to two weeks, and uh, then you're forced into you know paying a thousand bucks for prescriptions for ivermectin. So mo go to mygotodoc.com. You can get your meds. He has a quick way of getting it to you. Um, their team there found that the, the the few that charge 150 or less for 28 doses or of ivermectin ship right to your door. Visit mygotodoc.com to get your prescription now and to download Dr. Hyder's free COVID care ebook. That's very important. So if nothing else, go download the ebook again, mygotodoc.com. So we're we're just reading here this article from Fox News. And it turns out this guy's not going to be on a sex offender registry. Okay? And he I mean this is just unbelievable. The judge, the judge claims his hands are tied because Gascon won't prosecute him as an adult, right? So the judge can't make his own criminal charges. Now, to begin with, this is bull. I'm sorry. You know, you know let's just put aside the, the craziness, the trans age and transgender and whatever. But let's say you have a legitimate 17-year-old, 16-year-old that grabs a girl you know, you know, I mean, this could be very common in a high school. Forget about even like a 10-year-old like like this is, but you know, more of an older post-puberty situation. Um, you know, if uh if if a um high school boy legitimately rapes a high school girl, I mean, what do you think the punishment should be? I mean, to me, I, I don't I don't care um that he's not 18. I think the guy should get the freaking death penalty. But whatever the maximum we give to an adult, I don't think a juvenile should make a difference. Reagan always talked about this. Juvenile laws would only matter like shoplifting will go lighter on a juvenile than an adult. But for something like this, are you kidding me? The trauma to the victim is no less. There's no solace to the victim that the perpetrator happens to be, you know, a certain age number. So there you go. You get to self-identify as an age. You get to identify as whatever you want. Um, so this really is, in my mind, emblematic of what America has become. Are you proud to be an American? And again, people will say, well, that's Gascon. That's California. It's, you know, big cities there. But we have this to varying degrees, maybe not quite as extreme 
in the red states too. It's still light years away from where justice and morality should dictate punishment. Okay? This is how a lot of us become desensitized. Like, well, at least in the red state, you don't have quite the same degree of COVID fascism. We don't have quite the same degree of jailbreak, of quite the same degree of trannyism. In every red state, there should be a clear criminal penalty for a man going into a female bathroom. Straight up. I don't care, like... Oh, I don't think government should do that. Really? That, that's a vital interest. So government could cover your mouth, cover your nose, inject something in your body. You have a right to a free injection. You have a right to... No, I'm sorry. You don't have, you do, you don't have the right to bodily integrity. You don't have the right to breathe freely without suffocating yourself. But let me tell you, boy, oh boy... Do you have a right to access the other gender's bathroom? That, my friends, is America for you. That's America for you. So where is the legislation? You you know what bothers me? And I know this is another unpopular opinion of mine, but, you know, I can't hold back. and I'm just going to say it like it is. I'm sick of hearing about female sports. What I mean by that is... It's kind of like, let's see how to say this. Too many people on the right, they get caught up in one talking point and like that, they can't move off of it. It's only limited to that point. And, and, and even when they're on message, they're off message. Even when they're promoting the right policy or issue, they use the wrong argument or it's just kind of not the point. The point of the gender-bending agenda is not female sports. It's one of the many societal, cultural, and even safety, like we see here, casualties of upending the most basic facet of natural law. But my friends, it's not limited to female. So, oh, you're, you're ruining female sports, so then that, then we can't indulge gender-bending. But, but otherwise, gender-bending is totally fine. Like, no. So I'm saying even the few states, and a lot of red states aren't doing it, but even the ones that are passing some sort of thing blocking men and female sports, but it's more, I mean, that's one of the symptoms. Every area of policy and law that is now indulging gender bending needs to be extirpated from law, from society immediately. Just like every aspect of law that indulges race as a difference in humanity not just critical race theory education curriculum in schools needs to be completely uprooted. So again, we got to make the right arguments because otherwise it's just like the Overton window keeps moving and we buy into the other side's narrative. One by one, we buy into their narrative. But the criminality is insane. And now we don't have enough of our own criminals. We have to import criminals from other countries. ICE is now dumping, busing all across the country the worst human beings alive. I tell people this all the time. We have deported millions of criminal aliens over the last 20 years. Now they all have a free reign to come in. You cannot imagine. We've become a a, a garbage dump for the worst criminals of the world. So we have enough of our own. We have plenty of our own. And now we bring in more. And I want to discuss this through another angle that we didn't get to this week. I mentioned 
I want I want to delve into this um, with greater depth. Uh, first, our final sponsor today is I'm excited to announce a new sponsor. I hate to be morbid with you guys. We talk a lot about car insurance, uh, uh, homeowners insurance, and you really need to consider life insurance. <laughs> Who knows what's going to be with everyone so sick from all the multiple bioweapons. And it's something a lot of people don't want to think about. I, I honestly didn't do until later in my 20s when I already had kids, and it really wasn't the, the responsible thing to do. Um, you know, Some people have from work, but it's not enough. It's, it's worthwhile taking out more. It's annoying. In the old days, you used to have to shop around and kind of compare and take a long time. Now, Policy Genius they aggregate it all for you. You go to policygenius.com slash Daniel. You answer just a few questions. They get right to it very quickly. I went through it myself. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Don't don't just pick any random thing. They will show you the cheapest rates. Um, they also have licensed experts, experts who could help you understand the options. So if you have questions, it's not just some, you know, you know, database and you just kind of pick it. They actually have uh, a number you could call there to talk to any expert and get an unbiased view because remember, they, they're they there to help you. Um, they don't work for any one company. Um, Policy Genius doesn't add extra fees, doesn't sell your info to third parties. They have great uh, five-star ratings over the years. They have helped 30 million people shop uh, for insurance, and they've placed $120 billion worth in coverage. Head to policygenius.com slash Daniel to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. So, folks, you look around here, and everywhere you turn, America is upside down, inside out. Criminals are let out. Men are women. Women are men. They're housed with females in a juvenile facility. Uh, adult uh, violent criminals are, are kids. Um, you have to be locked down, but we have the largest flow of illegal immigration into our country and and, my, and refugee resettlement. So one of them is refugee resettlement here. <clears throat> and uh, I haven't even collated all these stories, but there's been a lot of this going on where we housed you – know, the media says 76,000. I thought it was over 100,000. They're looking to bring in tens of thousands of more through Qatar. But they they dumped them into our military bases, and there, there's been a lot of um, not-so-nice things taking place, let's just say. You could not find a more backwards place or backwards culture than Afghanistan. If you're offended, then go sue me. But that's the reality of life. Um, I, I thought as Americans, right or left, we would all agree, like, dude, we don't want to become Afghanistan. I mean... Like, why bring what's over there over here? But basically, what our modus operandi has been um, over the last number of years is to invade the world and invite the world. Okay? Invade the world, invite the world. So we go there, and then we say, oh, my gosh, we feel so bad for the operations we did there. We need to bring them here. Oh, and... Because we had such amazing translators, and they helped us. I love it how they flip it upside down. Here, our guys, you know, talk about permanent disabilities. You know, from from COVID, you have permanent disabilities from everything that went on there in Afghanistan. You know, aside from the several thousand deaths, but you know, people that just their limbs are cut off and they have PTSD is just crazy. Um, all for a freaking mud hut, backward seventh century hellhole. 
But no, it's these contractors and translators, the Afghan interpreters that did us, they helped us, and we owe it to them to bring them to America. We owe it to them to bring to America. I asked my buddy Jaron Jackson for an on-the-record quote for a column. Uh, Jaron served in the 101st uh, Airborne Division. He was um, he, he ran for Congress in eastern Oklahoma twice. Really good guy, friend of mine. And he he led a platoon in, in uh, 101st Airborne. He, he was all over the worst of it. Hellman Province, Kandahar, all over the place. And... He told me – he gave me a very interesting quote that I think perfectly sums up what was going on in Afghanistan and the danger of carte blanche just within weeks bringing over 100,000 of them to America. And that includes, yes, the elite Afghans, not just the random ones, but the ones that worked with us. No, Daniel, like these aren't random people. We owe it to them. They volunteered for the Afghan police and military, and they helped us. Yeah, they helped us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us Americans owe a debt of gratitude to the Afghan contractors. Who are these people? Are these like a cut above the average Afghan? No, these are the people that they paid off the warlord enough that they were willing to work with them temporarily and usually eventually stabbed them in the back, often physically, and sometimes, you know, gave away their position. But um, he, he said a very interesting thing, uh, Jaron, that is. In my, my two years of service in Afghanistan, I saw firsthand the staples of Afghan culture. Most Afghans are decent, hardworking people. They just want to be left alone. And that's a true, I, I think, I don't think he's being sarcastic. I think that's a true statement. However, the most disgusting and evil part of their culture was a culture of tolerance for the sexually vicious. Young children were groomed and assaulted, and as they aged, would serve at the homosexual pleasure alongside warlords and wealthy Afghans. Every American soldier understood what a cheska was and that it was impolite to draw attention to the sodomy and sexualization of young children. And you know what's funny? I mean, it's not funny, but what's interesting is, of all things, you could Google this, and you, you'll find the Washington Post, New York Times, did a number of articles on it, partly because they did it when Trump was president. So it was almost viewed as like Afghanistan was his debacle, even though he was trying to end it. So, I mean, we have all sorts of Pentagon reports on this. This was ubiquitous. The soldiers would, would report this. They were told to stand down and everything. It was that ubiquitous, this culture. So earlier this week, some of you might have seen the AP article. You know, it was all over the place. This guy, 24-year-old Mohammed Tariq, he's an Afghan refugee, was found guilty of sexually assaulting a three-year-old girl at Quantico Marine Corps base right in, in Virginia where he was being uh, held with uh, the other refugees. He was arrested in uh, September. Marines caught him fondling the three-year-old girl. And, you know, I'm not going to get graphic, but it's, it's, it's bad. And if you look at the um, Justice Department's indictment, and th this is what we have to spend our resources on now dealing with this, but basically AP reports, and this is the money quote, Tariq tried to explain through interpreters that his conduct was acceptable in his culture. And you know what? He's not wrong. He's right. That's what they do. So, gee, if you bring in a bunch of these guys carte blanche in large numbers, 
don't you think we're bringing that in? Just maybe? I'm saying forgetting about terrorism. And like Jaron said, he might even be not not even on, forget about even like the fiscal concerns of them being on welfare. Maybe he'll open up a deli, be a good guy. But this is part of the culture. Does it mean 100% will do it? No. But dude, I mean, in 2013, the Pew Research Center published a poll surveying their, you know, just kind of um, opinions of the Muslim countries. 99% support making Sharia the law of the land. 61% say Sharia should be imposed even on non-Muslims. 79% of Afghans support the death penalty for those who leave Islam. 82% say religious leaders should have some sort of influence over politics. 39% believe suicide bombings can be justified. Um, more than anyone except for the Palestinians. Only 30% believe women should be allowed to decide whether to wear a veil. 94% believe wives must obey their husbands more than anywhere else except for Malaysia of all the 39 countries they pulled. And 96% believe converting non-Muslims is a religious duty. So, I mean, like, yeah, don't, don't you think it's not a great idea to bring this in? I mean, just just a little bit? I mean, by my count, we brought in about close to 100,000 Afghans before this wave since the war. And we'll, we'll, we have a minimum, probably another 80,000. And then they're now trying to find out ways to bring in more. Um, they're, they're making an expedited process now. DHS is just, you know, expediting them. Just like... Just like we talked about the animal trials, the clinical trials for therapeutics and drugs, it's been broken down. Like laws don't matter. Common sense, safety doesn't matter. It's a similar thing for refugee resettlement. Even the little process that we had, it's done. It's all good. We live in a society where we, we are controlled by a maniacal group of people that have one goal. The means justify the ends, and the ends are they want an outcome. They want to replace we the people with people that they feel they can control. They want to pollute our culture. They want to crush us with the worst cultures, the most dangerous people. They want to let the criminals out of jail, and they're succeeding in all this. Poison our bodies, poison our minds, poison our hearts, poison our souls. That's what these guys are doing. In 2015... You could Google it. The New York Times had a whole expose about U.S. soldiers being told to remain silent, witnessing these child molestations. It was even bipartisan. In 2017, an aide to Democrat Senator Leahy from Vermont accused the Pentagon of blocking a report showing the, the rampant um, child molestation among the ranks of the Afghan soldiers and police. These are the people they saw it with, the Afghans that they worked with. The people getting, they're like, you know, they, they make you feel guilty. And a lot of these, like, military organizations, like these, you know, and they, they don't represent the, the the soldiers, really. But, you know, like any NGO, kind of like, you know, the Pope with Catholics or, in my religion, all these stupid Jewish organizations, they're really antithetical. So, same thing, some of these military organizations, like, we owe it to the special, you know, to have SIVs, special immigrant visas, for those Afghans that helped save our lives. Like, what? What are you talking about? That's completely backwards. So anyway, where do you think the soldiers witnessed it? They witnessed it among the Afghans that they were working with. So eventually there was a report published by the SIGAR, Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, 
and it chronicled how military commanders gave the Afghan sold- soldiers a free pass to, to molest the children. You might remember, I want to say 10 years ago, there was this high-profile case of a Green Beret, Charles Martland, who who witnessed this, and he just got so pissed off. Um, and, and 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 he represented the best of our military, what 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 a military man used to be, and he saw um he basically saw an Afghan molesting a boy, and then harming the boy's mother, and he just like he kind of just beat the guy up, and he was initially going to be dishonorably discharged for it. Eventually, that got overturned. I forget all the details, but this happened numerous times. It was disgusting. Now we have new, like, ooh, new, you know, type of people that will probably uh, would tell tell the guy to keep doing it. Reminds me of um, my buddy uh, Peter Chambers. He's also a Green Beret. Uh, he's a, he's a doctor, so um, his position in Texas National Guard, he was replaced with a guy pushing the vaccine, and also railing against toxic masculinity. You understand? Our demographics are destroyed. Our culture is destroyed. Our safety is destroyed. Criminal justice system is destroyed. Our borders are destroyed. And the pride of the nation, our military, is just completely contaminated. It's irreversible. It's why I don't even care about the federal elections. We have to find a handful of places that we can make red again. And again, part of this is, I'm telling you, you need to contact every every guy you know in the legislature that that's willing to listen. They need to say no to the dumping. As we speak, they're moving tens of thousands of them from military bases into a community near you. And the evidence we have so far, not surprisingly, they're using red states to do it. They're not stupid. Okay? They're not you, you don't need to mess up San Francisco. It already is messed up. They're going to send them to Idaho, Montana, Oklahoma, Indiana. And they are sending them there. There's a lot of them there. So folks, this is it. The only way is to elect hardcore people in a few states and get them to work together for in- interposition. Say no. No to the shots. No to COVID fascism. No to, to, the, to the FBI coming in our state and arresting innocent people for freedom of speech. No to refugee resettlement. No to illegal immigration. And by the way, it's the same thing. The culture in Guatemala, in the, in the indigenous population, which is a large part of what's coming over the border, we had tons of child molestation. Believe me, America's become a toilet, and we have plenty of our own here in America that do it. But for the most part, still legally and culturally, officially, it's still viewed as a very severe, heinous crime. That's not the case in other parts of the world. Um, if, you, if you Google Girls Not Brides, it's a left-wing NGO that um, they have a lot of reports on child marriage in places like Guatemala, uh, Honduras, where the lion's share of illegal aliens are coming from, and they'll say blatantly, look at all the problems, we got to do something about it, it's terrible what goes on there. But then they'll support bringing in hundreds of thousands of them in a short period of time with no ability to even try to assimilate them 
into America. Well, what do you think you're going to bring in when you bring in that culture so irresponsibly in such large numbers? It's all about displacement. So in other words, those of you who, who might be shocked at how our government could be doing so many terrible things to us with the virus, with the vaccine, with remdesivir, with the therapeutics, with blocking treatment, how could they possibly conjure up the worst mix of policies to foist upon us with the most devastating consequences at all ends? The truth be told, they've been doing this all along with every policy, be it national security, be it immigration, be it crime, be it economic. They've been doing this all along. It's just here, we just see dead bodies quicker than we've ever seen. It's just, it's just, it's devastating what they've done. So that's kind of where we are today. I'm sorry. It, it, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's the worst of all worlds. And, and speaking of Fauci, I want you guys to listen to this clip of Fauci talking about giving it to triple vaxxing six-month-olds to four-year-olds. Take a listen to this. And the original data that was put forth, it looked like the dose and the regimen for the children who were six months to 24 months worked well, but it turned out that the other dose, namely the other group from 24 months to four years, did not yet reach the level of non-inferiority. So the studies are continued. It looks like it will be a three-dose regimen. Folks, have you ever heard of um, someone who is more evil than this man? It doesn't matter. It's literally going negative. It's literally going negative, yet it doesn't matter. The shots. They, 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 they admit in their own document that if the, the antibodies would ever wane, there's a concern of ADE, antibody-dependent disease enhancement, which makes it become worse. Now, not only do they admit, they're saying you better get boosters because it wanes. So if it wanes, why isn't that a problem? The answer is it's, it is a problem to us, but it's a solution for them. That's par for the course. I'm sorry, but if you see what I see, your eyes can't unsee those things. And you cannot escape the conclusion that there's a group of people that just want to commit genocide and everyone else is going along with it. The remdesivir thing, my friends. Remdesivir. I cannot. I shudder. I shudder from this. I can't share with you what I know. But this was from earlier this week. FDA takes action to expand use of treatment for outpatients with mild to moderate COVID-19. So it's not only in the hospital. They're now expanding on the heels of the FDA's recent authorization of two oral antiviral drugs. Today's actions, they, they approved remdesivir, bolster the arsenal of therapeutics to treat COVID-19 and respond to the surge of Omicron variant. Basically, today's actions provide adults and pediatric patients with mild to moderate COVID-19 who are at risk for severe COVID with a treatment option they could receive outside of a traditional inpatient hospital setting, including at skilled nursing facilities, home health care settings, and outpatient facilities such as infusion centers. Now, notice something very interesting. You need an infusion. Why don't they have an oral drug? 
It's only through IV. There's a reason for that I can't share with you, but um, they are only approving the IV, but now they're trying to expand the IV intravenous remdesivir to as many outpatient settings as they could practically do so. Another interesting thing, if you notice, Omicron variant. Do you understand that they were so quick to say no monoclonal antibodies because there's Omicron and it doesn't work for that, even though there's still Delta that is downing people? So by definition, if you get it that severely, you're going to need, then it's Delta, the monoclonals do work, so it doesn't matter. But then they are literally foisting upon us shots, Paxlovid, Molnipiravir, and Remdesivir that were never tried on Omicron. Do you understand? Like when they talk about their trials, which are all frauds and they're, you know, everything we ever talked about, you understand, you understand that there was not a single trial done on Omicron on the virus that's in front of us. And they, they're the ones saying it's 100% Omicron. It's actually not true. But in their mind, it's 100% Omicron. It's done. Monoclonals are done. So therefore, we could try something that never worked on the previous variants, but it was never even tested on this variant. You tell me how that makes sense. You make sense of that for me. But I'm just telling you, folks, this thing destroys. It destroys the kidneys and the liver, and let me just say other organs as well. Every, the more information I get, I'm just like, this can't be true. You know, at first I was like, yeah, maybe it's not that bad, you know, it just doesn't work. Just remember, where did the virus come from? Where did the ACE2 binding of the spike protein gain a function accomplishment come from Ralph Barrick UNC Chapel Hill where did remdesivir come from Ralph Barrick UNC Chapel Hill that's all you need to know and that my friends is why I'm asking you all this question today is American culture even worth preserving is there anything left to preserve and that's why I believe we need to think outside the box. We need to think greater than just like, who's going to be on the Supreme Court? Who's going to go run? How many seats are going to win in November? <clears throat> and the same old garbage. And like, okay, let's get an anti-abortion bill and taxes and guns. It's just, it doesn't, they're, they're stuck on a, on a mode, a modality that doesn't exist anymore. It just doesn't exist. And, and, and if you want to relive the America that we, we loved, you're going to have to evacuate yourself from this. You're going to have to think, go down new paths. By the way, like one of those new paths is economically, you know, the dollar is going to hell. Why not just settle them with it and make our own, our own thing? So it's not surprising that they're now attacking Bitcoin and Biden is promising to go and regulate it. And this is why I really think coming forward, one of the most important things we're going to have to work out in our red state project, we have 25 red states, we only need one to live in <laughs> and you know to, to, to live securely in. 
eventually to become economically sovereign. Eventually, what we need to do is, I mean, that, that would be the thing. It's the currency and, and, and the taxes. If they would start withholding the tax revenue from the federal government. Now, that's a big step. Right now, they don't even, like, push back against unenforceable mass mandates or vaccine mandates from the federal government. These red states. Not properly. So you got to walk before you run. But that's kind of where we need to get. And it's no, it, that's why it doesn't surprise me that Bitcoin is now in the crosshairs of the left. But that's what we need to do. We need to separate ourselves from them. Uh, just, just going down a couple things I wanted to get off the plate before we sew up for the weekend. Uh, those of you who haven't seen this, January 10th or 11th, uh, the Pfizer CEO, Albert Borla, he spoke to CNBC's Squawk Box. And, and and you could Google a transcript of that or you could watch the video. And he said very interesting things. One of the things he actually admitted, this is a direct quote, the vaccinations seem to produce not very durable immune protection. This is the CEO of Pfizer, yet every Karen in government, in your own lives, like, you better get it. This is the CEO of Pfizer is admitting that. I mean, there's nothing to admit. The data show that it's negative effective. He also said, he was talking about mRNA technology in general, you know, for not just the shots, but just other therapeutics. He said they don't have the safety profile that we hope we can achieve with this technology. Again, the words are a little garbled because he, he's not American. Um, gee, I mean, it's funny. Like, I get accused of being a dirtbag for saying what I'm saying. Like, you read it. They're still stuck on 12 months ago. Like, the world did change over 12 months. We did learn a lot. Like, oh, I'm saying even in the most optimistic look, it's not nearly as effective. I mean, it's negative effective on transmission. That's for sure. But I'm saying even critical illness, not nearly as effective and not nearly as safe. Okay, that, that that's like the nicest thing we could say, but they won't even admit that. But the Pfizer CEO seems to admit that. So that's with that. Um, interesting observation. I've spoken to some of the doctors it does appear, and some of the data seem to show this, that you're actually more vulnerable to get Omicron and maybe get it a little bit worse if you had the virus already. So the worst off are people who have the shots because they're the worst antibodies. But if you ha have natural immunity, you have antibodies, the antibodies are kind of a problem um, with Omicron. And again, no, you're not going to get critically ill from Omicron, but it could be annoying and we we should kind of look for, you know, the best ways to treat it. And um, I'm working on just hearing different ideas. Um, antihistamines definitely seem to work for it. I was told uh, by Dr. Lynn Finn, she was on our show uh, last week discussing how to treat Omicron. But interestingly enough, the, the people who never had the virus and never had the shots for the most part, seem to do the best and whatever. I mean, it's just an observation, but I say that because I am concerned headed forward. We always thought, okay, you had the virus once you're impervious and you are, that still does hold true that that version of it. But if they keep coming out with new stuff that's manufactured, you know, so the point being that everyone has to, to some level, just be on guard. Um, again, we have, uh, different things I would recommend 
uh, covidlonghaulers.com for those who have long COVID and vaccine injury. If you want to get blood panels, uh, that's Bruce Patterson's group. Um, if you're looking for prophylaxis, you know, early treatment. So we have sevencells.com promo code Daniel. You can get different things, a uh, treatment packet with nitazoxanide, ivermectin, azithromycin, methylprednisolone, or you could just get, you know, just nitazoxanide, just ivermectin. You can go to my go to my go to doc.com is Dr. Hyder. They could supply you with some stuff. I'm trying to find just the best things. There are some some places in India people are getting from. I can't vouch for how quickly it will come, if customs will hold it up, the purity of it. Um, but it's definitely cheaper, that's for sure. So, you know, do your own homework on that. And then next week, we're going to get into more for people that have hospitalized patients and they need someone for logistical, even emotional support, um, walking them through it so you're not alone. Uh, American Frontline Nurses, look that up. I think uh, they have a place to to fill out or contact one of their nurses. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, that part of what I'm doing, I am very political. I'm openly political. I have strong opinions. But this Everyone should agree with what we're trying to do here. Um, again, even in the best, best case scenario, a lot of people vaccinated or unvaccinated have trouble with COVID. They have trouble with long-term COVID, and they have trouble with vaccination uh, um, you know, injuries. I, I had a guy call me late last night. Uh, he told me he's had vertigo disrupting him, disorienting him for eight months since he got the shot. A few days after the first, first Moderna shot, he got it, and then a few days after the second one, he got it, and then it's been with him on and off for eight months, and, you know, that's terrible. A, a that could um, indicate, so, I mean, I think he did get an MRI, didn't see anything, that could indicate something long-term, um, but if nothing else, it's a nuisance that needs to be de dealt with, and, and it's like people cannot get the help because the PCPs don't want to implicate the shots, and even if they thought deep down it is causing it, they don't have the education to do it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be working more, again, not as a paid partner, as an advertiser, but just, you know, uh, hum as a humanitarian mission with Bruce Patterson's covidlonghaulers.com. They're the ones that do blood panels and they have, they're the smartest ones with the science of the pathophysiology of what's causing it, what's there, what are the markers to identify it, and then based on that to come with a course of treatment. Anyone with a modicum of a brain and a heart should agree to this. It doesn't matter what your politics are. Um, it, 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 it just It's unbelievable. But the, the times we live in is that if something is an idolatry, it has to be indulged to the gates of hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's no – nothing in life is unqualified, unconditional. But – you know what I'm saying? Let's say you agree with transgenderism to some extent. They'll indulge it to the gates of hell where they'll they'll make a man a woman, a woman a man, 100%. They, you know, they believe in, in open borders. They'll indulge it to the gates of hell. They believe in refugee resettlement. They'll indulge it in the worst fashion, the worst possible way. They believe in the vaccines. They'll push it on everyone as many times, no matter what, no matter what safety signals – and, and therefore, you're not even allowed to treat it because that will implicate some sort of flaw in it, and you're not allowed to point that out. Um, you can't have any COVID treatment whatsoever anyway because that will get you to properly treat it and then might make you not want to do what they want you to do. I mean, the, if you put it all together, okay, 
what you're seeing from the left is this complete uninhibition. It's reached a new stage over the last few years, not just on COVID. COVID exemplifies this with the most devastating consequences, but everything, they go all out. They go all out. There's there's just no, there used to be a limit. Like, okay, you know, we'll get up there and say, a man's a woman, or will get up there and say, you know, we need to be nicer to criminals, but there's a limit to what you're going to do. You're not going to, in front of your eyes, allow death and devastation. That has changed. And that's why we can never live harmoniously with people like this. We need to evacuate. We need to start thinking broader than the typical solutions, typical, typical conservative politics that is just doesn't speak to the issues and the challenges that we face. And in many respects, there's a lot of opportunity because it really is very unifying in many ways. If you look at most of the challenges, you know, Dr. Pierre Corey has become one of my best friends. I love the guy. He's what I think he's one of the best people in the world. He's a liberal. He he he. I had once had a conversation with him. I, I could tell he's like into BLM. Um, but you know we're able to work together on this, and he's going to be a firecracker on this issue. He just doesn't care. And headed forward in the future, more and more you're going to see this that it's going to cross those traditional lines, where I don't care what you believed on some of the legacy issues that we've typically fought over for the past half century. And, you know, I'll still have my strong views on them, and others will have their views in the, in the opposite way. But if you open your hearts and mind, you'll see it's not right versus left. It's not some, like, intellectual debate society taking place in Washington. It's a terrible, evil malfeasance of megalomaniac globalist leaders that just have no regard for, for humanity. They, they really don't in any way. You, you can't say, well, in their mind, it might be a stupid economic policy, but they think they're trying to help it. No. We've, we've proved that and debunked that endlessly. Again, send me your a, a, any you know adv- advice you have, comments, questions, concerns, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com or Daniel Horowitz at startmail.com. Um, follow me on Twitter at armconservative. We have a Rumble page, a CR podcast as well that I – I keep uh, forgetting to put out videos. You guys are great. And please, 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 I don't need it for myself. I need it for education purposes to get pe- get this information out. Give us a five-star rating and make sure to leave a comment because that will um, rocket up our ratings on iTunes and make sure more eyeballs get the truth. And we are all about the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Till then, have a terrific weekend.